You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolux Nights, the Grolux Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. And Jesse, you're always grooving on that saxophone. I love the sax. You know, it's funny on the audio only edits, I just remove that and use the regular, just the non sax version. Oh, but you always comment on the sax, and I've never corrected <laughs> it. So I'm just like, audio people are just like, what? Like that's saxophone. Crazy. What? That, that guy's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the keeper just hears saxophones wherever. He's just, <laughs> just, just walking through my day, and I just bust a Lisa Simpson for no apparent reason. Yep, that's what it's like to be in Jesse's head. A little bit with more puppets. <laughs> with a puppet saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey. Hey. Stop your clowning around. Oh! No, we're always uh, at least a few minutes late because I'm like, uh, let me set all this up beforehand so I don't have to do it awkwardly after the intro. It doesn't matter. There's no getting around it. We're just awkward. That such is a little live show. So, yes, clowns. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> what we've been doing the last couple, the last few episodes, and what we will be doing until Halloween is every week, and this was Jesse's idea, and I still love it. Every week, we are picking a different horror monster or horror trope or whatever. And uh, this week, it's evil clowns. I guess they don't have to be evil. We just said clowns, but we, is there a horror movie where the clown is the good guy? There should be. I mean, like, uh, flip the wait, script, wait, turn it bad, on his ear. Bad Santa, he's kind of the good guy and the bad guy, isn't he? Mm, but that's not really a horror thing. He is. He's both. Yeah. Um, hey! Um, Billy Bob's kind of a clown. And we will oh, also... Yeah. We will, what is happening? We will also... Also... <laughs> we'll be talking <laughs> entertainment news and junk, you know. <laughs> There's some interesting stories this week. Some kind of downer stories. I didn't put it in the news, but we'll acknowledge passings and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. We usually don't. I don't. I don't like to, but we'll we'll at least mention it. Um, <laughs> your face is a horror trope. Thanks, thanks, Paul. <laughs> so next <laughs> week we'll be talking about my face. It is when Leatherface wears it. <gasps> oh. Ooh. That's good because I was thinking of Tucker and Dale versus Evil and the you know, like bearded hill men. Bearded what men? Hill men? Yes. Hillmen. So like Hillbilly hillmen? sounds a little racist to me. So I, I'm just gonna go with Hillman. <laughs> Hillman sounds like a suburban dude. <laughs> like, well, it's the it's it's Bill and Jane Hillman. They've come over. <laughs> <laughs> you brought a delightful bottle of wine and a casserole. Yeah. Well, that's how you be PC, you know? If you're like it. Bill Hillman, he's got well, a squirrel casserole and uh, <laughs> some uh, old, like, apricot foot wine <laughs> brought over. Apricot foot wine? Yes. <laughs> they brewed in his foot locker. Yep. He's a veteran, don't you know? 
<laughs> it's just those wacky hillmen. <laughs> Savannah just said something. I'm not finding any confirmation on this, though. Gremlins is making another sequel, but I'm not seeing any... I'm not seeing any news stories confirming this. Yes, what are your sources? Because this is serious. This yeah, is that's not Twitter. That's Gremlins, man. Of all I mean. the stories we'll cover later. This <laughs> most serious. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> the the appropriate vernacular is Appalachian folks. Folk. Paul says. Savannah says she heard it today. Our sources say. Oh, wait, I got to do it. <laughs> quote it exactly. Gremlins is making another sequel. Not another Gremlins sequel. The Gremlins are making it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even better, dude. The sources They're are... one step away from being Muppets. Dave so... Can you imagine that? <laughs> Her sources are Dave, Tim, and Dave. And to back it up, she says, Melanie has met them. I agree. Dave, Tim, and Dave do, in fact, exist. <laughs> They're real. And they like Gremlins. <laughs> All right, so... Before we jump into, uh, also Jesse, I'm glad you added a Cobra Kai story because I wanted to mention it. I haven't started like I haven't started diving into it, but maybe I'll Melanie and I will start doing that this weekend. Yep, I watched one episode. Oh, you watched an episode? I watched the first episode, and then I was like, "This is actually kind of depressing," it, and I don't want to be depressed right now. It's so a, I'm not. The first episode is not super rosy, and yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's more comedy, but it's comedy drama. It's one of those. It's like a TV comedy drama. Well, it's, yeah, but it's, it's like if there was karma, but then karma was like it is. And it's just like, oh, you did something bad. Well, I'm going to like tenfold on you, not like reciprocal. It's like, you know? I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> no. And if you're talking about, yeah, the first episode, it, I mean, it's, it's setting up the sad sack of the show, right? You know, yeah. like, because he was kind of not the key villain, but he was like the villain, at least of the first one. I can't oh, remember. Yeah, I mean, he was a jerk in the first well, one. Right. He so, tried to kill him. He tried to push him off a cliff. So if they're going to then focus the show where he's kind of the central character, at least at the beginning, uh, they've got to bring you around to his side a little bit. And the easiest way to do that is make him very sad. <laughs> yes. And totally reshoot the, the ending sequence of the movie. <laughs> or not reshoot it, but they they splice oh, it. Remember yeah. how how it actually ends after he gets crane kicked? He kind of like gets up and he's like, "Larusso, you're all right." And then, but in in this retelling, it's like he's face down on the mat and yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, since we're kind of in it, let's briefly do a let's. Uh, what have we what have we been watching? We've been watching anything other than clown shows? Cobra Kai. Have you? I kind of figured. Oh, I kind yeah. of figured. Uh, I watched an episode of Cobra Kai. I don't know that I've watched anything else. We Bill and Ted three. You, have to. you watched it? Is it yeah. good? Oh yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not like. Okay, so you're never gonna go wrong with Bill and Ted in my book. <laughs> like I watched. I watched the. Uh, the live action TV show, which was Ooh. not, it was not good. It no, not good. I, I actually um, just watched a video about it. Uh, yeah, no, it was bad. Ago. It was bad. Um, but, but I mean, I still, I was like, Oh, this is so bad. I'm still watching it. I'm watching it anyways. Um, and then the animated series was better than at least that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, like, so I love them all. Um, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but 
the heart of it is there. And that's the most important part. Well, it's kind of like, and I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. But like the second movie, it was very different from mm -hmm. the first one. And I was like, this is weird, but I like it. And I kind of assumed that the third one would be something similar. Where I'm like, this is not what I expected. It's a little weird, but I really like it. Yeah. It's it's like it's like they took a bit that is like a recurring gag and made it the movie and then also had their daughters do the first two movies. <laughs> it was like and, and then the wives are out there doing stuff too. So it's like, yeah, it's just all over the place. But it was That's super funny. fun. It's super fun. So you know, I have to tear it apart a little bit or else you will believe you won't be able to believe that I like it at all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the only way you I, know we actually yeah. like the thing is if we crap on it a little. We bit. have to pour pour salt on it, tear it to pieces with our teeth. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Melanie was asking about it the other night and uh, I, I, I do want to see it. I just didn't know if I want to spend 20 bucks to see it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I was always going to own it. So I was like, you know what? Just do it. I'm gonna do it. Can you buy it now? Yeah. Um, it's certain platforms allow you to buy it and others just allow you to rent it. But right. through Voodoo, you can buy it. And uh, I pre-ordered it because they gave you their traditional $3 credit. <laughs> it's like, oh, you just killed my wallet, but you gave me $3 back. Yeah, so when I right. so when I buy uh Zombie Land 2, it will hurt a little less. Yeah. Um yeah, $20 just for a rental. I, and I get it. And that's another story we'll kind of get into later. Like, Disney's going to be doing Mulan for $30 for rental. Woo! Yeah. I get yeah. it. They're I'll trying just, to, like... Was it, I'll just wait the extra two months or whatever it is and then right. watch it with the subscription. Yeah, and no... In the meantime, I'll just watch The Mandalorian Season 2, fools! When's that happen? October, because everything cool uh, happens in October. The best stuff yeah, happens does. in October. It does. Uh, you were going to say something, Melanie? I was just going to say, um, I don't know now. Never mind. Okay. Uh, well, Melanie and I, Melanie always lies. She's like, I didn't really watch anything. We finished Future Man, and I know I mentioned it oh. briefly last week. <laughs> yeah. I don't lie. I just, we talked about it last time, so it doesn't seem like a new thing I need to bring up. But we finished it. We completed we it. The series is over. It was yeah. three seasons, and we yeah. finished the season. I, I guess it was just this year it ended. Um, I like it. I like I it. Too. Each mm -hmm. season did something very weird. Like it just there, each season feels very much its own, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with how it ended. It wasn't bad, just because the whole general ride was crazy enough. Where it's like, okay, um, it wasn't great. And it's a time travel show, so there was always plot holes and stuff. But at the end, I'm like, there's some serious holes. <laughs> there's a problem. <laughs> but it's also like a comedy, so you can't yeah. take it too seriously. Yeah. Uh, Dana. Hey, Dana, what's going on? Is Future Man Hulu? Future Man is, is Hulu, and I highly recommend it. It's a little crass in its comedy in parts, especially that first episode. Um, so beware of that. It's not something you want to watch with kids around. But it is it, it, in the long run. It's very, it's very humorous. And they took characters that are like paper thin and stretched them over three seasons. So there you <laughs> <Three> go. <laughs> seasons. 
<laughs> How do you get thinner than paper? <laughs> think pantyhose. <laughs> and they no, find actually it. it's think the eighties. <laughs> That's a little well, bit like it. They do. I don't know. It's it's so interesting that like it starts off as like oh, okay, it's a comedy with this concept, and they you know they and they don't take the concept for granted. They definitely explore it to its fullest possibility, but it becomes more about like, well, I want to see what Wolf's doing. Well, what's yeah. going to happen to Tiger? Mm-hmm. What about Joosh? It's, yeah. it's it's good. Like it becomes even, about the characters and that even, was not what I was expecting. Sometimes it's even like, what's that goat all about? I don't get it. There's a goat. Every good show has a goat. That's a new thing. Doom Patrol, Future Man. If it's a, if it's like a comedy, it's got to have a goat or it's going to suck. And every single time I'm like, hey, it's Stevie Nicks. Which I also need to get over. I, I feel because- like Adam Sandler blew that whole theory, though. Oh, <laughs> you got you got a big day tomorrow. Thirty minute, thirty minute TV shows, not movies. <laughs> you put Adam Sandler in it, it's automatically negated. Well, that wasn't even that wasn't even a show. It was his CD, his comedy I, CD. Hey, I like. Go to Adam, bed, old man. I liked Adam Sandler as a musician more than I liked him as an actor. I think because Red Hooded sweat, Sweatshirt is good. Dang it, that's why. Does what we do in the shadows have a goat? It's got to, right? How does that? How would that show not have a goat in there somewhere? It does have a goat. I specifically remember there being a goat. And uh, uh, what's his what's his name? Um, has like a lunch break with him. Geronimo. That's not his name. <laughs> oh, I, a Guillermo. Ge- yes. Guillermo. Guillermo. That's it. Okay, okay, so let's get on to the feature topic. Yeah, enough clowning around. Now, now it's time I'm, to send in the clowns. I'm going to say yeah. this, and we're going to, because I say this, we're going to end up spending the next hour and a half talking about clowns. But I honestly don't think we're going to have as much to say this week about <laughs> freaking clowns. I'm definitely not going to have as much to say about the movie I watched than we had to say about Frankenstein last week, which was excellent, by the way. If you if you missed last week, uh, hit up our website and find it. I, I think it was really good. I would definitely assume from now, even though I haven't heard your guys' reviews, but I'm going to assume that those movies or shows were better than what we watched this time. Oh, last week? Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, so, man. So go listen to last week. <laughs> I think everything I've watched in the last 15 years is better than what I watched for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of I veered away from my concept. Because previous two weeks, I found something that had some type of tie to Doctor Who. This has no tie to Doctor Who at all. That was my mistake. Also, my mistake was being inspired by what I found on Tubi TV, but not actually watch. I'll get into it. I'll get into it <laughs> in a moment. Who wants to go first? It sounds like you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Evil clowns. It was a very impromptu like decision last at the end of the last episode. But clowns. So. <laughs> initially i was searching for some stuff because we all i mean listen we didn't do it we're not going to talk about it really and we're not going to talk about uh terrifier was one that i kind of wish i would have watched um that's that's a clown horror movie that gets mentioned a lot anymore it's supposed to be kind of good oh paul mentions captain spaulding okay yeah i that would that's have counted. Legit. one of the rob zombie horror that trilogy the whatever they call it firefly trilogy whatever um, I mean that's it, right? That's it for clown horror movies that are well regarded. 
<laughs> right. I, I thought about Poltergeist, but it's not really a clown movie. Oh, it man, just has I like a let clown. That, I would have let scene. that pass. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's a legit great scene, but also it's just one scene. Kill, oh, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space was another one. Yeah. Where, so basically, we didn't watch any of the clown no. ones that people. None liked. of the ones you know. <laughs> so, it's the Grolic's way. I was searching for just different clown stuff to find something different. And there, I wasn't having a lot of luck. Terrifier wasn't on any of the streaming services that I'm subscribed to. I think you can rent it, but it's not like I didn't want to have to pay for it. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to have to pay for no clown movie. Uh, oh, and also honorable mention to Vulgar. I would have rather watched Vulgar again. If you know what Vulgar is, you know that's a statement on its own. Yeah. Vulgar would have totally counted. That is a horror show. I almost did watch that, but I was, but I didn't want to watch it. So yeah. That's why. Can I, can I say the, the line? Yeah. I want to make hate to you. That yeah, right there should say all you need to know. <laughs> that's vulgar. That's the movie. Yeah, it's vulgar. All right. Oh, that's a movie where the clown's not the bad guy. I mean, he kind of yeah. is, though, at the same time. He's well, definitely not a hero. He's an anti-hero at the best. Yeah. Speaking of sad sack, he's a sad sack. Then he becomes yeah. a victim. Then he becomes the anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a clown vengeance story. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, I like that it exists, and I I always think like, yeah, vulgar. I like that movie until I rewatch it. Then I'm like, oh god, you can't. No one, you can't like this movie. No oh. one can like it. You right. can't. Even... You you can't like it. And you can't forget it. <laughs> right. Well, we're not talking about vulgar. So we're. I'm searching for stuff, and we put. Uh, Dana says, I love YouTube videos of people dressed as clowns scaring random people. That's the thing. What year was that? Was that 2016? Where there was the, I think it, I think it was 2016 because I want to say people were making the joke about there's evil clowns popping up everywhere where it became like a trend. Right. And then also like a billionaire or a millionaire businessman was running for office, you know? So they're making like the Superman, Batman thing for that year. Um, so I want to say it, was, say it was like 2016 that that was a big trend. Yeah, it was like weird, like all over the country, if not the world, that be, that pe- yeah, there'd be like, you know, um, like your home security camera footage, and there'd just be like a creepy clown with a balloon standing across the street for like two hours, just right. stuff, like weird stuff like that. Um, uh, but anyway, I was comp- compiling a list, looking at possible things, and I was like, man, there's not really a whole lot. And I was going through every streaming service that I have access to, and there's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I hit 2B TV, and I should have known. 2B TV <laughs> is a free streaming service. And like, I like, I mean, I don't really use it much, but I like it. I like that it's there. It's kind of like vulgar. I never really, you know, I don't know if it's <laughs> Tubi, good. Tubi is the vulgar of streaming sites. I don't know if it's good, but I like I that make it make hate exists. to you. <laughs> Tubi TV. Come let us make hate to you. Okay. No, Tubi. You're not that bad. Um, But if you go to Tubi TV and type in clown, whoo, there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> there are a ton of clown horror movies. They're just all hiding on Tubi TV and they all look god awful they all look like utter complete trash and what i watched was so bad it wasn't even in there (laughs) so i was scrolling through and i noticed like oh camp blood what's that camp blood and the the reason camp blood jumped out at me is because so i've been playing a lot of like these uh game dev 
tycoon type games where you make like fake games and stuff. And uh, Camp Blood or Lake Blood, but Camp Blood is often what I use when I do a slasher type game. That's the, always the title. It's like my go-to. So I was like, oh, Camp Blood. Okay, what's that? There was like six or seven of them on there. And I, and like the titles were weird. Like I'm like, and they were all obviously a series, but they're all like a kind of a camp slasher series where the killer is wears a, a clown mask. So I'm like, hey, that could be cool. But which one is like the first one? There's like so many on here. The first one's not on there. So I had to find the first one. The first one or the first couple are direct to video shot on VHS, no budget horror movies. And the first one was shot in 1999, released in 2000. It's not on Tubi TV. You know, it's bad when it's not on Tubi TV. <laughs> Paul says seven. No, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's like, yeah, there's like seven, maybe eight, seven for sure of these movies. Um, I had to search this thing down. It was difficult. I finally found it through legitimate means i found a copy a decent quality copy because otherwise it was watch it in 15 minute chunks on youtube because that's the only other place this movie exists online <laughs> um but i did find like a good copy full version that i that i watched and uh i mean that's really i have more to say about trying to find it than i have to say about the movie it was <laughs> it was real bad and okay so i knew like i was like it's shot on vhs like it's shot on vhs from in 1999 so this could go either one I, I thought this could go one way it's going to be terrible but it'll be fun because i like to see right. like low budget the spirit of indie filmmaking like i love to see that type of stuff um plus <laughs> sorry i hit puberty again <laughs> plus <laughs> we're gonna uh, start the show at 8 30 <laughs> one time melanie and i rented a movie back when we used to rent a ton of movies from was it hollywood video or whatever family video family video and it was like shot on VHS. So initially we we're like, what? Why is this in there? Like, how did we rent this? But it was actually really good. Like, it was actually a really good movie. So they exist. Good, yeah. surprising shot on VHS movies exist. Mm -hmm. This isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, so it's it's pretty lazy. It's super low budget, and that's kind of fun. But the problem is, like... The acting is terrible as expected, but like there's no, it's super, it's just every cliche in the book and none of it really handled well. And it doesn't even feel like there was really much. So, okay. Camp blood is just the woods. There's no camp. <laughs> Why? Because you, that that's a set. You need a set. If you, you're going to like show a camp. No, right. you just go out in the woods and put up a tent. That's your camp blood. Um, legit. God, there's no way I can explain it. So the first half, it's just like slow and kind of dull. And it's like they're hiking out there. All the dialogue's terrible, but whatever. It's okay. This is what I expected. When it actually gets into like, it's going to be a slasher movie now, other than the first five minutes where they gratuitous, gratuitously show the one naked chick they got to shoot the thing with. Mm -hmm. um, it's so fast and so like, so lazy that i'm like no like i can't even get this it's obviously it's not like it doesn't feel like there was real enthusiasm behind it it's not like a spirit of independent movie no budget but we're enthusiastic it just felt like whatever uh what do they always do in these 
Uh, well, they they always say it's he's coming to kill us. It's the clown. I know it. And it's like based on what? Based on one time somebody mentioned a clown at the beginning. Now you find a body, and everybody's like, "It's the clown. He's coming to kill us." He he. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? But were they right? There's one point <laughs> they were they weren't wrong. Oh, they weren't okay. wrong. It it really was the clown. There's oh, one man. point where they're so they're gonna leave, uh, and they're walking down this trail. And it cuts to this angle where it's like just it's like a stick sticking out. And one of the girls, like, she's walking and she literally just like bumps her foot on it. And then it cuts to another angle and she falls over and they run over and they're like, it's sprained. She can't walk. It's like, <laughs> I seen what happened. It's not sprained. <laughs> that didn't even break skin. And it's not even abrasion. I can't explain how bad it is. The killer is not intimidating. Like he's got like a kind of a stereotypical goofy uh, clown mask, but he's not intimidating because they've got like him in overalls. It's kind of the Michael Myers, Jason, like later years, Jason overall type thing they're going for. But the person who they have in there does not fill out the overalls. They look, oh, no. they're obviously very small and the overalls are way oversized. So like it does not have a very impressive like stature or profile. And the first time that the group sees the killer, they're literally like, we have to escape. Oh, she hurt her ankle. Keep walking for half a second. And then like the sub, you could tell it's some skinny person runs out in this outfit from down the trail, like around a tree, just runs out. It's broad daylight, just runs out at him. <laughs> One dude punches him in the face. And then he like fall, the, the killer falls over and then runs off. And then like, <laughs> By the end of it, the killer gets punched in the face like six times. And every time somebody <laughs> dies, it's the, like, there's no reason for it. It's the latest because they just decided to stop moving and go like this. And then they, then it's like kill scene. They're probably like, we punch this guy so many times. I deserve it. <laughs> right. I mean, <sighs> the killer gets, even though people, most of people die because it's a slasher movie, the killer gets the crap beat out of him constantly like it's not a good killer i don't buy that <laughs> i don't buy that he would he they would overpower anybody I, i'm so on the fence about showing a clip i just don't know you know i could show a little clip i mean listen if somebody's got the whole thing uploaded to youtube i think we're fine <laughs> nobody's just, really policing that copyright <laughs> no <laughs> and maybe i'm wrong maybe we'll maybe i'll show a little clip <laughs> we, and, we it'd be the first time we ever got kicked for something like camp blood i think i'm more fascinated let's see oh dana said no i thought about that too joker with joaquin phoenix i know it's a stretch for clown horror but good nonetheless i mean when he kills those dudes on the trainer or the subway or whatever he's like it, the clown thing is the big motif because it's the joker so i think that would have counted not necessarily horror but it's on the fence enough yeah but we've it's seen a psychological it. thriller so yeah, but that's the problem. See, when it's good, we see it, and we're, I we're trying to do stuff we haven't seen. So yeah, like like everything that's good, we're not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you come here for the the like bottom drawer, the junk drawer of movies. Okay, <laughs> so you know, like they all float down here. None of us, none of none of our stuff floats. It just sinks like a <laughs> yeah. like a lead turd. <laughs> 
Oh, this and this 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 fight that ensues is amazing. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. No, I gotta find. <laughs> I've gotta find. Okay, wait this, for it. Okay, we can keep talking for a moment. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the My one goodness. decent makeup what, job. Wait, what is that? Is that just some rocks and they put some? What is it supposed to be? <laughs> there was somebody burned. There it was. See? Oh, there it was. Oh. There, there was, was like, oh god oh, man. i can't walk oh, oh she vibrated that whole thing with her <laughs> foot oh i'm sorry you're right you're right there was a little force there like, it was clear it was clear but it's that's a prime example it's like as soon as this guy walks over and kneels down she sprained it and it's like oh it, okay it's just so quick here we go here's here's like the big first confrontation what How many people for it? does it take to carry her? Oh my God, this guy is a killer! <laughs> wow, wow, that really didn't out. take much. That didn't take anything. No, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I have a knife, but yeah. you punch hard." He's like, "No, no, he has a knife. He has a freaking machete." She's and he's like, like oh, no. "Don't do it! Don't do it! He has a really big knife." <laughs> okay, this would have been good if we were there to like yeah. commentary behind it. Oh yeah. It would have been that totally is, different okay. story. I yeah, I will say that's definitely my pro- and I knew it as soon as I started. I was like, this is not the kind of movie you watch by yourself. No, no. you watch this with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it only takes one person. And this fight scene is amazing. It goes Whoa, on. Whoa, so I wonder what will happen. <laughs> it goes on so long. And most of the time uh-huh. he he punches the guy in the face over and over again. It's like, dude, you've got a machete. What are you doing? Okay, we'll st- I'll stop showing this. Oh my goodness. I appreciate that it is. I gave it half a star on Letterboxd. It's not good. I'm su- surprised Someone I've had tried. this much to say about Someone it. Someone tried. I think it was the guy in the clown suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it because, does like because that's all he had was the ability to really, really go for it. And it does like this twist ending where it is simultaneously like almost interesting, but super cliche. And then in the end, doesn't make any sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, which Must is made a little on... sense if they made seven movies. It almost seemed like they were doing <laughs> Wizard of Oz at the end. Because huh. the actors that died show up. But then it's like, oh, no, it's no, they're not doing that. But why are they? Is this literally like the five people you had for this production? OK. OK. Weird. Um, Paul says, cringe TV. I'm in love. Dude. Check You're them welcome. out. Yeah. The same guy. The guy that wrote and directed that wrote. And that's maybe the definition. <laughs> oh, man. I can taste the salt in my mouth. <laughs> like, wrote. <laughs> uh, Dana said the killer in Scream got his book kicked through the whole movie also. That's true. But, that's spoilers, true. that was actually two guys. So. Yeah. But Scream, first off, is kind of a satire. And second off, what's before this? Scream, this happens in a world that exists post, you know, with Scream already there. And it's still just this bad. Yeah. They oh, stole that trope. Post- oh, this isn't even old. <laughs> no, it's 1999. It's come out in 2000. Oh, mine right. Too. I mean, it's old now, but it's, right. it came out 20 years after Slashers became huge to begin with. So it had 20 years, like, to get better. <laughs> Paul says, I've seen three through seven. Yep, because that's what's on 2B TV. <laughs> One, two, and there's actually a, an alternate third. There's a 
the one guy wrote and directed the first three one uh camp blood one two and the third one has a different title it's kind of an unofficial sequel at this point because then it was handed off to another guy and he started with three did three two or three I looked way too far into the series <laughs> <laughs> and, but somehow it still keeps going. I think the most recent one came out like two years ago. So like, it's still going, they pumped three out in one year. <laughs> yeah. This has got to be like, this is all just best of the worst territory. You oh, know? definitely. Definitely. Savannah says I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. That reminds yeah, me, we, we've spent too much time on this. I was going to say, yeah. we actually spent way more time than you ever intended on this. Because <sighs> I, yep. I knew it was going to happen. I don't recommend it. I like that it exists. I like that that series exists. Almost curious enough to watch another. Probably won't. Who knows? No, it's not. <laughs> All right. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> I am going to pick up after you, if you don't mind, Jesse. No, that's Be fine. Because mine also sucked a bit, but was probably better. Um, and the only reason I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to tell you what I watched first. I watched Clown House from 1989, directed by Victor Silva. Um, and it's starring Nathan Forrest Winters, Brian McHugh, and Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is the only reason this movie wasn't total trash. I'm going to say right now. He was a teenager and he carried two thirds of the movie. Um, and he was a horrible character too. He was like, he was an annoying older brother because the movie follows three brothers home alone in October sometime the night after the Halloween circus, which should be a thing in every town. Um, but it's not. The Halloween circus? Yes. That sounds pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Sam Rockwell is the older brother. There's a middle brother who is kind of a nerd and is, you know, the one who stands up to him and is, from what I understand, the favorite child anyway. And then there's a younger brother who's scared of everything. And I also want to add, because it, I knew this before I watched the movie, so it tainted my viewing. So it's going to taint yours too. Victor Salva um, sexually abused one of the children on this show oh so i watched so the movie he was, he was the director he was the, the director, director yeah Ugh. of the movie yeah. yeah so first 10 maybe not even 10 minutes of the show the youngest child ends up like butt naked and i'm like oh and that's really all just because i know this i'm sure it, if i didn't it probably wouldn't affect the movie but it did it affected me and it made it really sad to me um but then they so these boys are home alone for this night because i forget what their dad does but he does he's like an out of town he's probably a traveling salesman um and uh the mother is working at wherever she works i think she might be a nurse or something you know stereotypical uh and uh on their way to go to the circus there's like all these cop cars go flying by and they chase them for a second but then they stop and they're like oh they're heading toward the nut house you know uh, so there's, you know, an extra trope, uh, and, and they don't realize this, but you hear later on the radio or something that, yeah, um, some people were upset. They weren't allowed to go to the circus and killed some guards and escaped from the nut house. The main kid, the youngest, I mean, yes, he's the main kid, even though he barely talks, but the youngest kid is kind of the, the main character of the movie. And he has a fear of clowns in the beginning. When, when you see him naked, it's because he peed the bed 
because he had a dream about a scary clown, um, which is actually peeing the bed that, and he was too old to be for any of that, but uh, peeing the bed to an old age is a sign of a serial killer, but let's not worry about that right now. <laughs> um, huh. That's for a sequel that will never happen. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, um, so they go there, they go to the circus, the youngest one gets his palm read, and the palm reader, of course, is like, you're going to die young or something. Not, you know, like there's something on your lifeline, a scar or something. So it could be bad. And it scares him, and his brothers get all mad, and they take him away and go watch the clowns. Then he freaks out about the clowns because he's already scared about clowns. And then they try to, like, bring him up to, like, I don't know, be in their skit or something. And he freaks out and runs away, and apparently the whole town is laughing at him. So they go home and they're in their huge, really nice house. I wish I could have that house. It's super awesome. Um, like it's got like uh, it looks like a castle almost. It's got like towers and stuff. But anyway, so they're in there, and and the escaped lunatics from the nut house kill some clowns at the circus and steal their clothes and dress themselves up like clowns. And one of them has this weird. He watched. You watched a clown, uh, like, whatever you call it. He he made a, an animal out of a balloon. He made a balloon animal. And he's obsessed with that. And um, <clears throat> you can tell his, his signature through the movie is, like, twisting people's necks to try and get them to, oh, like, balloon up. I don't know. To be a balloon animal. It's dumb. But so the so Sam Rockwell spends the movie. That's the youngest brother. Oh, wait, there you go. There's That's the youngest brother. He barely talks through the whole thing, but he's supposed to be the main character, and all he does is really is cry. But um, that's okay. There's well, I understand that too, though. Now in retrospect, uh, so Sam Rockwell, the middle brother, and the youngest brother. <coughs> Since you mentioned Sam Rockwell, uh, Dana said Sam Rockwell rocks. He does rock. I love Sam Rockwell. Does he rock well though? Yes, he does. <laughs> Have you seen him dance? <laughs> Come on. And Savannah says he's he's my he's her celebrity crush. Yeah. Have you seen Moon Savannah? If you have not, watch Moon. Okay. Wow, that's two episodes in a row, Moon come up. Oh, is it? Well, it's awesome. And it's got Sam Rockwell. It's Star Sam. Star Sam Rockwell. Yep. And he dances because that's what he does. But actually, I think he might dance in this a little bit too. Um, so yeah. Uh that's the bad clown. Well, I mean, there's three bad clowns. That's like the main bad clown, which actually he's kind of creepy, but that's because they <laughs> well, they do a lot of silhouettes, which with that hair makes it extra creepy for some reason. I, you know, right? Maybe because it's so uh, sparse, right? Uh, and then they do a lot of shots where it's like his eyeball peeking in, you know, of somewhere, and that's kind of humorous too. So, is it? Is it? You said it wasn't good, but it was a. What is it? Okay, is it a good movie? It's not the worst that I've ever seen. It's it's almost decent. But not quite. But like I said, Sam Rockwell is fantastic. Sam Rockwell is a fantastic actor. At that age, he was a fantastic actor, and he carried like he made the first two thirds of the movie interesting to me, even though he was a bad character. Even though he was like the the bad word older brother making fun of his little brother, and making fun of both of his little brothers the whole time. And you know, he dressed like at one point he dressed like a clown to try and scare him because he's just a penis, you know. <laughs> uh, total, total aside. Savannah, because we mentioned Moon. Savannah said David Bowie's kid Duncan Jones is the director of Moon, and 
I interpret that interpret that as Duncan Jones is or David Bowie is Duncan Jones's dad. <laughs> Duncan Jones is great. He I like I was tracking him for a while. I don't he I'm not sure what he's done recently, but wow, that's I didn't know he came from David Bowie. Neither did I, but that makes everything even cooler. Um but um so yeah, it was a bad it was it was a bad movie. But but again, my my opinion of it was tainted from the right. beginning by the stuff with the director. So, okay, to touch on that real quick, because it's so this was what, yeah, when you come across this, I was like, oh, that's that movie. So I was aware of this movie because of the stuff with the director, because the director, um, what something Salva, what'd you say? Um, um, let me see. It yeah. is Victor Salva. Yeah, he went to he went to jail for. I'm not sure how much I can say without YouTube getting upset, but like child uh, photos and material that uh, is illegal as mm -hmm. well as molesting the youngest actor in this movie, which is very upsetting. However, mm -hmm. he was only out of the movie industry. He went and he, he got like, I don't know. He went to jail for not as long as you would expect. Five, five years later, he's making another movie. He's made yeah. several. He made powder he made Jeepers Creepers, which is actually a good movie, but he also made Jeepers Creepers 2, which is a crap movie. And Jeepers Creepers 3, which is even crappier. So I'm amazed that I'm amazed that this could go down. And then five years later, he's making high profile movies again. Yeah, That's but insane. That, but then again, this is all pre even the Jeepers Creepers pre like the Me Too movement, which I think has made a big impact. I mean, yeah, um, a lot of, I mean, it was initially pre-internet, but it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Like if, if people, if it was as widely known in the past, I think it, maybe he wouldn't have made Powder and Cooper's Coopers, which Powder wasn't a bad movie either, but it was still weird. And um, yeah. So, so that's the movie. Although I went, to, it does have some pretty lame kills. Um, as far as the clowns go, because there's three of them. There's three evil clowns or whatever. And one of them like falls down the stairs and that's it. He's done. I'm like, I mean, in real life, that'll kill somebody. But this is a scary movie. This is a movie. I mean, you can't put real life deaths in scary movies. What kind of? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Falling down the stairs, you know, um, but um, so that, you know, that one of them dies from that. And the other one, I can't remember. There's there is the like the last one the main one does do the you know you think he's dead and then he jumps up like three times but the main one or the main one is the only one that does that the other two like stay dead and they're really lame deaths like that like falling down the stairs or um like he got he they pushed him into a bookcase that fell on top of him so what's the deal are they <laughs> you know? are they are they just like oh they're they escape they're they from escaped. like the nut house yes they escaped uh, from it. They escaped from an insane asylum gotcha. to go to the circus, which was over. And oh, the, one of the creepiest things in the movie because of because of the director thing. They had the clowns in there, and there was like <gasps> movement outside the tent. And they're like, "What's that?" And one of them was like, "I bet it's just some kids looking to get a peek." And the and one of the other clowns stands up and grabs his junk, and he's like, "I'll give them something to look at." And I'm like, "Oh, oh God, don't." Yeah, when you go into the movie knowing that. A bit of backstory. Yeah, it, it makes it all anything. Anything all could. Yeah, but that doesn't even seem like anything. That seems egregious. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting pick. 
Yeah. So they, they don't <laughs> die. One thing I will give it though. In the beginning of the movie, they have a dummy that hangs in their tree because it's Halloween. This is October. It's like a week and a half till Halloween. They even they mentioned sometime in the movie. And their mom was like, take down that thing. It's it's gross and I don't want it in the yard. It's not even Halloween for another like week and a half. And then twice in the movie, they make you think that that's one of the characters hanging out in the yard. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But apparently a lot of people in this movie like to strip people and put their clothes on inanimate objects because that's the only way that that could happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. That's my review. I'm done. <laughs> do, do you recommend it? No. No, no. I mean... If you want to see a teenage Sam Rockwell, watch it. But it has nothing to offer besides that. That's I like that. It's pretty All right. That's <laughs> that sounds well. like a sound review. If yeah. I saw that on Amazon, I would know whether or not to buy it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jesse, what you got? All right. So uh mine is it's really off the beaten path, but it, it it's not a time commitment, like an actual movie. Right. So I went with um, probably the most milk toast entry in our in our endeavors tonight. And that is an episode of Supernatural. But we're going back. We're going way back because, ladies and gentlemen, Supernatural has been on for 15 years. I can't believe it. I, would have never, I don't think I've ever watched it. No offense to the show. Right. Or it's fans, but I don't think I've ever watched it. And I definitely would not have expected it to go for 15 years. Right. And so, uh, you know, in 15 years, you're going to you're going to have some surprises. And actually, this clown episode uh, comes from season two. It's the second episode of the season. So, like, they just came off of their big uh, season finale cliffhanger thing. And then the resolution, which happened on the first episode. So the, the season opener, and then they thought, let's do a clown episode. I mean, it's a risky choice in your second year, but here we go. And so this one kind of stuck out in my mind because it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting twist. I'm just going to straight up spoil this episode for y'all because the interesting twist is the spoiler really kind of, I won't tell you who it is, but like, okay. So the way that this episode breaks down, uh, I won't get into all the Winchesterisms. You got to watch the show for that. Um, but basically it's about two brothers who hunt monsters. Boom. You got the whole premise of 15 years, uh, two brothers hunt monsters. And in this episode, um, they, they just got, like their father was just killed. So like they're reeling, they're reeling. And, uh, and so they need something to hunt. So killer clowns, baby, that's what's, that's, what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. so they get some, they get some Intel about these murders that happen. That's usually how an episode starts and then they have to hunt it. And, uh, so what they find out is that there's this girl, she went to a carnival and she's, she's really into clowns. So already not believable. Um, <laughs> But like she loves clowns. Her dad is creeped out by clowns and her mom doesn't care. She's just she's kind of bemused by the whole thing. Like it's it's funny that the dad is creeped out. And, uh, you know, basically the daughter loves clowns. So whatever, we'll go with this. And uh, so she's she's watching the clowns. And then she sees this guy that you see on the screen right here. He's off to the side and she's like, look, mom, it's another clown. But when the parents turn, look, he's not there. Only she can see this guy. 
he looks really like somebody you would want to have as a friend. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Doesn't he? Uh, so, I mean, they, they did a pretty good job of making a, you know, a creepy clown. Uh, I'm not convinced that any kid would be fooled into thinking that this is like an inviting clown. He but is, anyways, is, speaking of vulgar, he is creepy in that sad sack clown kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. He's pulling yeah. off of that. He's got, he's got a smile, but he does not look happy at all. Um, so they leave the, they leave this carnival and, so the little girl is like, like seeing this clown on the side of the road at night, mind you. And they're like, look, mom, it's a clown. And, and mom turns and looks again. And, and she's like, you missed it. Cause of course the clown's not there when they, when they turn, you know, but then they get home and, uh, and in the middle of the night, this little girl gets up open, like sees the clown outside is like, Oh, is my friend, the clown and opens the door and lets them into the house off screen kill. Like that's, that's it. Like they invite this, uh, the kiddo invites him into the house, kills him and, and, uh, like, like rip, rip to shreds kind of kill. And, um, so that's kind of the crux of this, this killer clown tears, tears them to shreds kind of thing. And, uh, the, the kids always let them in and it all seems to be coming from the same carnival. Uh, so the Winchesters go and investigate, they find out that this uh, that this happened once before, like thirty years ago, like in the like in the eighties or something like that. It's like, oh, it's happened right. once before, you know, kind of thing. And so there's it always happens. How does a thing happen the first time? Because it always happens once before. This happened once once long ago, 30, 30 whole years ago, thirty years to the day. <laughs> to, you know the, what? to the day. Someday I want to make a scary movie, and I'm going to be like. Every three years and two months and seven and a half days. <laughs> Some like arbitrary, but super specific. odd. Yeah. yeah. And somebody's like, was that what? So is that today? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's horror movie logic in a nutshell right there. You like, you don't have to have any, any motivation or premise. All you have to do is be like, every 32 and a half years, <laughs> give or, give or take a day. <laughs> uh, I want to derail you for half a second to hit some of these comments because yeah. uh, first off Savannah says I should watch Supernatural um, and I said I'll give it a try someday and she says I know the fans probably annoy you but trust me you'll dig it uh, Supernatural fans don't really annoy me they're not as prevalent as other I'm a Buffy fan Supernatural fans ain't got junk on annoyingness when it comes to fandoms compared to a Buffy fan. Honestly, uh, I think that uh, Buffy and, and Supernatural lot, mix well. There's they a lot really of overlap do. there, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and oddly enough, Supernatural and Sherlock, I feel like those fandoms got lumped or like those hmm. things got well, lumped they did was the It was always this thing, a uh, Super Who Lock or whatever. That's right. That's Supernatural, what Sherlock, and Doctor Who for whatever reason. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Um, and then Dana had asked, did Buffy ever have a clown episode? I'm sure they and did. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they did. They had to, right? They the were main, on for eight years. The main, the main one that I could find, um, they, they might've had a clown later because I thought there was one later where it's the one with the, like kids when they go into a coma or something in the hospital, but that might not have been a clown. But there's an early episode, uh, Nightmares or something about Nightmares, where the the Scooby gang gets trapped in like nightmares. And Xander's oh. fear 
is clown. They even they play it as a joke. Yeah, but that is the only one that I can think of and that I can find where there is an evil clown in Buffy. It's Xander's fear represented when they're all in like nightmare land. Well, and tying it tying it to this episode, um, like they don't really play off of it much, but that supposedly Sam's fear is clowns, and Dean is constantly like giving him a hard time about it. But Dean's actual fear is of flying. So it's like, it's so funny. funny. Even when clowns are so clowny that even when they do horror clowns, they still can't help. Like they still can't help, but make a joke of it. It's like, Oh, clowns, evil clowns. That's what's scary. But then they still do the evil clown. So they can't even get respect in their own, like horror genre. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if you still had like, because uh, there's been some more comments like Maddie D. Oh, Maddie yeah. D's in the chats, and uh, he says that Buffy is better. Shots fired. Supernatural crew. They're all Buffy people, and I'm. I was fine with the Buffy movie. <laughs> and, I don't need to sit. Okay, Sir Michelle Geller is nothing to me compared. To Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson was in Flowers in the Attic. Okay. <laughs> she is by far the better Buffy. I will say between Buffy Clown and Supernatural Clown, Supernatural Clown's got it. That is such a <laughs> I mean, it's, pretty, it's pretty, yeah. pretty creepy. But this is also like early cheap but, one-off thing. Yeah. But to be fair, that guy. I think might be creepy even without the clown suit and the makeup. Just standing there as a regular guy, he would probably be creepy. Yeah, that's probably true. True. And and this is Xander. I mean, this is Xander's imagination. So there you go. Okay, so back to the Winchesters. Um, and and I'll speed it along because you don't need to know the whole the whole thing, but like I you know, it I had to tie in that whole thing that this has happened before, once before. <laughs> So, so that, so that all happens. And I think like two or three different, um, two or three different kills, same MO every time a uh, little girl has to let him in or little boy in one case has to let him into the house. So almost like vampire rules. And so you're like, what's up with this? Um, they do, they do uh, catch it happening because how are you going to catch a clown that seems to be tied to the circus? You join to the circus, boys and girls, you join the circus. So they do that. And so they witness it kind of firsthand happening like, wait, this little girl just saw a clown that isn't there. So they stake out the house kind of thing. And, um, and uh, so they, they get in there and then they, they like shoot the clown with like rock salt and rock salt dissolves ghosts. They've been operate operating under the assumption that this has been a ghost the entire time. But if it was a ghost, it would have just disappeared when they hit it with rock salt. So it's not a ghost. Wah, wah, wah. So what is this thing? It got just it, it got hit with a shotgun blast. So it's not like a human that's just creepy. Um, it's they not like- a ghost, not a ghost <laughs> clown. What is it? So they do some research, and this is the cool part for me because, like, you know, like what do you usually expect the clown to be? It's either like a creepy killer, like person, human person. It's a human person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> rather than sound, rather than keep rolling with it, I just thought I'd really person. draw attention. It's to a it. clown person. They're similar, slightly oh, different. similar, but not the same. Yeah, not quite That's the true. same as the, just a human person. <laughs> so, uh, what was cool about this clown? Here's the spoiler: it's not a clown. Actually, it's a rock Sasha. 
which I did not see coming. Uh, so for, for folks who played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons back in the day, um, it's like a ancient Hindu creature that's often takes the form of like a tiger person with a fez. And, oh. uh, but like, they don't go into any of that, but like in the monster manual, if you play D and D, you look it up in the monster manual, it's like a tiger person with a fez. That's super duper evil. But the, but the ground rules for a rock is that it can turn invisible on will it can shape shift. So apparently it shape shifts into a clown and it ha it can only enter your home if it's been invited and it has to feed, get this at least every 20 to 30 years. And so, so that's the thing. It was basically doing a vampire thing, but it didn't have to like drink your blood as often as a vampire. So could it possibly have its second, like incarnation or whatever as a giant spider? I could do. So oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Was it a rock Sasha all along? Uh, maybe I'm mean, just saying. I don't. I don't think that the. I don't think that Pennywise ever asked for consent, though. But he never went to anybody's house. He always pulled them down. That's true. That's true. They always floated down here, mm -hmm. not in there. Right. Oh my god, these comments are getting bizarre. <laughs> well, okay. So Matt had said when you were talking about you know hitting the clown with a shotgun, hit it with a rubber chicken or a cream pie. That's how you. That's, <laughs> that's how you deal with a clown. That's probably what you do. Yeah. And Paul said, clowns are people too. To which Matt then said, yes, clowns are people too, but they are part of the ginger army, so watch out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You better watch out. <laughs> I, life, life I has, steal souls. Clowns steal souls. It's a thing. Life has ruined me. I can't even read these comments without thinking dirtier thoughts than the thoughts that they're even commenting. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what's wrong? You people have made me ashamed of myself with your <laughs> She would have been fine with herself until you started talking. Yeah. And then I'm like, cream pie. What? <laughs> you know, oh, no. Paul says not to be a killjoy, but we all forgot the obvious clown fra franchise. And you're referencing killjoy. I don't think that's obvious to most people. Killjoy? I don't think that's as... That was another one I'd come across. I don't think that's as prevalent as maybe you think it is. Killjoy? Yeah. That's a bad name. I'll tell you that. It's a real Killjoy. It's a fair name for a clown. No, a it's murderous not. murderous clown thing. No, it's not. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. I'll, I agree with. Even even the part. It, it is. <laughs> but um... Was Bozo the Clown National? It must have been. Matty yeah, so. D knows Bozo. Okay. Everyone knows Bozo. Everybody well, remembers Bozo. I think Bozo had its own cartoon even. Okay. Did he? Okay. I, I don't know. I, I just remember. I remember the show. All right. Maybe there was one good clown. Bozo was all right. Uh-uh. That's not really true, though. You know why? Why? They did a study where they researched with children and brought in, like, clowns and whatever. One hundred percent of the children were scared of the clowns 100 there's like none of the children weren't terrified when a clown came in i honestly don't understand how the clowns are a thing and how people think oh it's a joy thing even like friendly look friendly looking clowns it's a horror fest 
<laughs> you can't put on that kind of makeup and not have it look weird. It's a strange thing to me, and I don't understand the origins of them. One of the few profound statements from the movie I watched was the younger child explaining why he was afraid of clowns. And he's like, because it's fake. Because they put on this makeup, and then they pretend that that's them, and you they hide who they really are, and that's who you need to be afraid of. And I'm like, that's actually a really good statement right there. But, you know... Generally, most clowns I would say are you wouldn't have to say that for most clowns are really just weird guys, probably that like to get drunk and are having fun and putting on makeup and playing, and then they go get trash with their friends. Um, but that, and I only say that because I actually know a lot of guys who are clowns, and that's what they all do. But uh, in general, I would say, yeah, they're not necessarily trying to hide their evil selves, but that is a fantastic statement to make if you're scared of clowns. Who, what was the serial killer who dressed up as Pogo? John Wayne Gacy. Okay. I didn't even think about that, but I bet there's more than a few John Wayne Gacy movies that we Yeah, there's like at least three documentaries because I looked at them, but I was like, nah. That's too, He's that's too he... real. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the one with the child molester director. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and wait, you know, Gacy's like the le- my least favorite serial killer. Uh, of, of like serial killers, if I was gonna go serial killer, which is about clowns, not serial killers. But if I was gonna go serial killer, it certainly wouldn't be Gacy. See, even in the real life world of serial killers, the clowns get no respect. That's true. They're, they're like the uh, the Rod, Rodney <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield killers. killers. <laughs> you know how you know how many more jokes I can crack about Dahmer than I can about Gacy. I get no respect. I'm killing it in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing okay. to a rug. All oh, right. Can I respond real quick to a comment? Please. Paul, if you dyed all your stuff a little brighter red and then got really pale, you would be a great clown. Yeah, he said, yeah, Melanie, so you're saying I'd be I'd make a great clown? Yes. Oh. But, Paul asked, okay, Paul Paul asked, can we do serial killers next week? No. No, just because we actually have one predetermined. I'm yeah, sorry. Because, because Melanie picked it already. Melanie's been whining about it, and they're going to go ahead and let Melanie have what she wants. <laughs> Melanie talks about herself as a third person. Now, Melanie's been whining about it. We need to shut her up. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Melanie, she, we'll go ahead and say now then, since we're kind of at the end of the segment. Um, Children, <laughs> yep. <laughs> the creepy next step clowns, children, creepy kids. So horror movie or horror show or whatever comic. I'll throw that out there. Anything comic book, mm-hmm. creepy kids. Yes, I was thinking Children of the Corn, but talking about it with Randall at one point, we will accept things like The Ring. That you know, that is yeah. a creepy Ooh, kid. Yeah. Post Sixth Sense, the creepy kid became its own like n- new trope in horror, where they're not the villain, mm-hmm. but there's. During the 2000s, there was always a creep. If it was a horror movie, there was a creepy kid. Yeah. Somebody right. had a creepy kid. Yeah. And they didn't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what their purpose was other than just be a creepy kid. But like the ring, uh, other than the, the ring girl, uh, had a creepy kid. There were others. And, and, and creepy kids. Like I said, Children of the Corn, Village of the Damned, or Children of the Damned, whatever. You know, just underage people that are murderers. And are scary. <laughs> Matt says there isn't enough milk to do serial killers. 
That's not even a good serial killer. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give it up for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a slow clap. I okay. will I will join, and that is only because that is only though because of Sandman, the one of the best comics I've ever read. Sandman, not uh, not the Marvel, the DC, right? Uh, because they had a serial killer for convention, and they really called it the serial convention, but it was for serial. Ah. And I appreciate the I appreciate the funny irony there. Maddie D says Black Eyed Kids comic. Black the Black Eyed Kid children Black Eyed Children or Black Eyed Kids. That's a thing I keep hearing about, and I'm not really that familiar with it. I have not heard of that, and that is extremely disturbing to me. Black Eyed Kids. That should not be a thing that should be a thing. I, I that comes up every couple of years. I hear something about it. Maybe I'll look into it. What that is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I know. Is that is that an internet thing where like there's just some creepy kids that whose eyes are completely black that like you see hanging out outside your house or something like that. Because I don't know that I believe in creepypasta as far as movies go. Like, I don't know that I would consider them the same category. A creepypasta is not a creepy movie. Would anyone agree? Are you saying they don't make for good creepy movies? No, no, no. I'm just I saying seen a good one. They yeah, but... Okay. No, I guess they have made, a movie about creepy pasta, but kind of a couple, yeah, like Slenderman has his Slender, own movie or something. Slenderman is now. the only one I could think of. I didn't know there was right. another. But creepy pasta's crap. Creepy pasta is like I told a scary story and it got popular, and now we're gonna pretend like it's a thing to actually be scared of. Sorry, but no. But then again, I guess maybe isn't that what all of history is? I say creepy pasta is like niche urban legends. Yeah, yeah. I mean it. it I mean creepy pasta. They're not necessarily even it's just campfire stories in the internet age but <laughs> the problem is like the internet the internet itself as collectively as a whole is freaking weird and kind of ridiculous yeah. and super yeah. nerdy so yeah. there's a lot of creepy pasta that's weird and ridiculous and nerdy and not very good i know man my my niece was telling me about some stuff and i was like that's that's creepy pasta because that makes absolutely no sense that's like that's like an inanimate object becoming a person and then trying to exact revenge on people for things they didn't even realize they were doing wrong. And I don't, oh. I don't believe it. Our audience is so showing their age. Well, I mean, we all know Paul. Is <laughs> <laughs> Paul says, what is creepy pasta? Moldy spaghetti. You guys uh, are old. Axton doesn't know what it is either. So, I mean, yeah, y'all are in good competent company if you're uh, above a certain age you know you probably don't know what this is but yeah unless you're savvy like us yeah i mean i'm surrounded we're, by children all the time so savvy yeah. is what i'd call it we're hip <laughs> <laughs> we're hip we're uh yeah with it we're with the the now 30 year old kids i asked yeah. what he meant and i found out so <laughs> <laughs> i know Austin how to you know. search things up on urbandictionary.com <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what I said. It's <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading that. I'm reading Maddie's comment. Was it really that funny? Stephen okay. King's new book is about a killer lamp. <laughs> <laughs> a killer lamp, really? Oh my goodness! No, I believe it. I believe no. it. No. <laughs> if anything, no. That's. I'm pretty sure that's a Family Guy joke. <laughs> It shouldn't get that much applause. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy pasta. 
it's it's like I said, it's internet horror stories. Yeah, um, it comes from copy pasta, which is internet slang. Let me get a, a let me get the uh, creepypasta.fandom.com definition for you. Um, so yeah, copy pasta is internet slang for a, a term a internet slang term for a block of text that gets copied and pasted over and over again from website to website. So creepypasta is the same because on the internet to how you retell a story is you copy and paste it. But yeah. uh, so creepypasta. The most famous example would be Slenderman. Slenderman is a creepypasta. Yeah, I think that's the biggest, like one of the biggest yeah. ones. Some of, them are, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Some of them are kind of creepy. My niece tells me about creepy creepypasta that she's afraid of. And it's like, there's these things that come out of the shadows. And I'm like... Yeah, no, no, don't tell me about that because that is creepy and I know it's not real, but that scares me. <laughs> so let's pretend that's not. Well, okay, and some of them, are, they're, they're just horror stories. So some of them are legitimately creepy. And since it's the yeah. internet, they usually can get some cool, creepy image images to attach to it. Yeah. And then you get stuff like Hero Brine, which is about the how Notch's dead brother is a not a character, but an entity in Minecraft. Or that one of the old ones is so stupid is the the haunted copy of Majora's Mask Nintendo game. It's like, that's not scary. That's yeah. stupid. <laughs> and that's why I think we have a certain opinion of creepypasta. Yeah. It does bad things too. <laughs> it does bad things though. <laughs> Matt G says, oh, I'm not going to say it because it's going to set off my uh, Google Home thing. Hey, blah, blah, blah. What's creepypasta? Google, you're too old for me to mansplain it to you. <laughs> Jesse, hit the comments in there. Don't you assume Google's gender? <laughs> My Google is a female. There you go. See? She's a, I think she's still Aussie, too. I got the Aussie My Google one. is Sam Bedextrous. They'll be whatever I tell them to be. How, should we do some news? <laughs> 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 By the way, let's wrap up this clown thing. Let's wrap up this clown thing. It's it's such a weird sub 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 genre of horror, and it's not even like I I think we have a pretty good example here because oftentimes it's supernatural, but like literally supernatural. Sometimes it's supernatural. Mine was a obvious like Friday the Thirteenth camp slasher type, and Melanie's was kind of like the the escape nut house slasher uh halloween themed whatever yeah. right yeah like the hey, um can i real quick respond to uh can't they just be called creepy internet horror stories this has nothing to do with pasta but it's stories that are stretched like pasta oh well it, the pasta comes from copy paste and so it's creepy pasta that's what the internet does it's stupid because that's what the internet is it's, it, i like my stretched version better but okay uh matt d mine is a british lady talking about his google yeah I, I think i had british for a while i tried to make mine australian and it wouldn't let me and i was very upset because i used to have an australian man on my uh gps and i loved when he would tell me that i needed to turn he'd be like mate you need to take a left and i'm like <laughs> oh, okay thanks sir <laughs> now I, I had to do some trickery initially to, i think they made it easier to get uh foreign accent on mine i had to tell basically tell google on my phone that i'm in a different country or something and that's how i got huh. it but i think you can actually select some of them now yeah i have to do that yeah 
All right, so let's move on to the news. God, we spent an hour and 14 on clowns. Who knew? See? Who like knew? I said, How? baby, you need to stop saying that we need to keep it short because you know what happens? We don't know what that means. We don't know what that means. Creepy pasta, we got that figured out, but <laughs> keep it short. No. No, we're like we're like the the creepy like clown people. We're like, oh, we're supposed to stay here and be happy. Uh-uh. You just said something. Now we're gonna have I'm to gonna put a jumper here. on and carry around a really heavy machete. Yep. Reacting at the news. So basically, um, the big Netflix news of the weekend was that Cobra Kai took the number one slot worldwide. Um, Heck yeah, it did like quick as yeah, Ooh, pretty fast. I mean, like boom, like yeah. before the day was over, it was number one in a lot of countries and USA. It, it hit pretty fast. Um, so uh, the the news story that I chose for this, I mean, that's the main thing is that it hit that it hit number one really quickly because it was an untested commodity. Like a lot of people that have watched the show and loved the show for years <laughs> thought it would do well. Um, but you know, you never know, you never know what's going to hit on, on Netflix. Uh, but it did, it, it hit well. And so now, uh, one of the reasons that they wanted to jump to Netflix is that option to potentially even spin it off into other series. And so now they're already like kind of throwing that out there. Um, nothing's confirmed, but one of the, uh, one of the showrunners, I believe it's, I believe it's. Oh, I should know this right off the top of my head, but I don't. It's Sloshberg, Heald, and Hurwitz. And Hurwitz is the one that's the most active on Twitter and oftentimes um, kind of spills the most information, at least online. Uh, said that, uh, you know, there, that he's got at least five good ideas for a spinoff. Um, and so he says that there, it's hard for me to give you an exact answer to to this being you know like what would we spin off but what i can say is that we have a list of at least five different scenarios that we would pursue that we could consider now some of them are untraditional but uh, some of them are unlike any kind of spin-off you've ever seen before but every time we're writing episodes of the show we're falling in love with the characters that we're creating and examining characters from the past so, I mean, that leaves it wide open. It could be characters that uh, were introduced in the Cobra Kai series, or it could be characters that, you know, for whatever reason, you didn't actually tie into the show from Karate Kid or, you know, any of the Karate Kid movies. Right. So, like, Julie from the next Karate Kid. <laughs> I don't know that anybody's clamoring for that. I am. I want to see it. A Cobra Kai spinoff of that could be fun. We're like, and what then, happened there? My. My my question about a lot of it the whole time really has been, um, uh, do they realize how much better they would have done if they weren't on YouTube? And oh yeah, why? I think they know now. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I did, I just honestly, I never really understood why they chose to to open or to start on the Hulu platform because there's so many people, including myself and Randall, that were like, I'm not going to watch that. Because it's on Hulu and I have to pay for it. YouTube, it you mean? free. What I say, Hulu? Hulu. Yeah, no, Hulu would have been better. Hulu um, would have been better. Even well, I mean, I don't know that they. Have. I don't know that they chose it. I think no, they didn't. Um, when you're producing a show, you don't get to choose so much. I mean, if they, you get an offer, you can turn it down. But there's a lot of times where you're just like, "You want this? No, okay." 
You right. want this? No. They were okay. trying to woo. Uh, they were trying to woo Netflix right off the bat, but for yeah, whatever they? reason, YouTube was trying to do this thing, and they were really passionate about it, and they were willing to give it a shot. So, yeah, that's where well, it started. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, well, yes, I understand that. My whole thing is just that I've always said I would watch Cobra Kai, but I'm not going to play pay for YouTube. You know. Right. And like, and I mean, I only watched one episode, but I saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh yeah, Cobra Kai, I'm gonna watch that. And even though I only watched one, that's, you know, I watched one and then I watched a, a clown movie and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna be done for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I feel like that's fair. Um, and you know, Netflix has kind of a storied tradition of, of this, uh, where they take a show like Lucifer that was, can which is funny because Cobra Kai just kicked a, uh, Lucifer out of the number one spot, but Lucifer was canceled somewhere and then Netflix got it, you know, uh, same thing with arrested development, arrested development yeah. was canceled. Then, you know, uh, brought back to life by Netflix. So Netflix yeah, does this all the time. They do. One of the, one of the murder, the moody murder detective shows I watched, I can't remember what it was, but it was one of the, like the American remakes of a foreign version. Uh, but it was a AMC show or something. And that got canceled after two seasons. And then, yeah, Netflix picked it up for a third season. And I think they, in a way, did that with Better Call Saul to where it wasn't outright canceled. But AMC was doing it. And then, I don't know if they were on the edge of canceling it or whatever, but Netflix came in and it became like a joint thing to where Netflix mm. helped produce it. Mm. and they, it, But it still got shown on both netflix and uh, weird but anyway yeah you're right they do do that a lot yeah real quick i want to say netflix we need a community movie and um right right <laughs> right and then there was one other show i can't remember what it was there's another show you might want to look into you get a shows that probably wish they'd have went to netflix yep but. Uh, God, that would have been so much better than whatever the Yahoo Yahoo. Yeah, like Yahoo yeah, that was good. That was really whatever. gonna take off. Man. Hey, but yeah. that that completed the last season. Now we just need a movie. Well, I mean, I think even YouTube even knew. I mean, YouTube obviously knew what a hit Cobra Kai was. I think they had that one hit and then everything else failed. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. they basically we, decided they were moving away from that entirely. And so Cobra Kai is like Look, before you do that, if you're not going to give us a season four, let us shop this out to mm -hmm. someone that might. And they were amicable for that. So. Can I real quick jump into this thing out of that? I don't know, but it's got so many words in it that I like that it impresses me. Maddie B says, can they spin it off and tie it into the reboot with Jackie Chan? Billy Z fights Will Smith, annoying kid. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about the remake, uh, the reboot, oh, the God. attempted reboot. Who? That's so That wrong could be interesting, me. though. That really could be. They, I mean, I don't think they should ever do it, ever. Like, ever, ever, ever. But, you know, like as a one-off. Maybe so as an Easter egg. Somebody. <laughs> that would be a spinoff of a spinoff tying into the reboot of the original franchise. It'd be such, like, such a mess. Like, you have Jaden, just have Jaden Smith at the under 18 tournament. Is is he young enough to pull off under 18? I don't know. I don't know. He's getting old, uh, that Jaden Smith. Anyways, like, have him there and just have someone crane kick him in the face and then be done with it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the Easter it. egg. Yeah. They even follow him for like half an episode. Like make him some type of underdog, and then he just gets beat anyway. And, and, it, and it's just Jackie series. Chan doing this face, just like <laughs> yeah, the meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
let's move on. We got to keep this. I'm playing the Melanie role tonight. You are. What's next? <laughs> no, no comment for Melanie. Okay. Oh, she's muted. She must be busy. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm back. It's okay. Um. Okay. It sounds like you're gonna say something. No, no, no. I just got back from my cat, and it took a lot out of me. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. AMC head honcho reveals thoughts on Mulan going straight to Disney Plus. Also, this ties into a story that somehow we had missed. Uh, Disney Plus getting Mulan. It's notable that Mulan, Disney's just like, nah, stream it. We're going to streaming. We're going to right. streaming. We we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the stream. This stream, but uh, it's gonna be thirty bucks until it hits Disney Plus, and it'll you know if you got Disney Plus, you can watch it. That's not till uh, when is it? Where did it go? Almost December, right? Yeah, it's not for a while. Okay, so it will still have a theatrical run, theatrical run in various other countries. Um, November second, it will be available to rent streaming for thirty dollars, and then it'll hit Disney Plus. I think you're right, December fourth. So it's notable because that's a that's a big production for Disney. Like they put that that's not no cheap one. Um right. and it they're was gonna actually, lose, I mean they're going to lose money on that because usually you're taking a whole family to see that in the theater right. and now a whole family can get that for 30 bucks. I mean that's why it's 30 bucks but yeah. I think they will end up losing compared to if they just done a normal theatrical release. Um it'll be the same as if there was a, a drive-in and you made your kids hide in the right like they used yeah. to do to us. Yeah. Well, years ago there was talk of like Microsoft or somebody had patented technology that would basically use like like their connect or some type of device to to use to 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 see how many people were in the room watching a thing and the movie industry was interested in that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. But it's because that way they can be like, Yeah, you can rent this movie day of release. And then they charge you per however many people are in there watching it. Right. I, I, I remember them trying to do something kind of similar with games when they came out with Xbox One. Yeah, originally, but they were like, well, you can play it. But if there's like four of the people in the room, then you're going to have to pay extra or something of that nature, you know, for everybody to play um, on that game. And I was like, yeah, no, you can't do that. Right. So, I mean, this is notable. Again, this is a story we had missed, but this is it's notable to me that Disney's just like, okay, well, we're just gonna do it anyway. We're gonna go streaming. Mm -hmm. Um, but people are like, what's AMC think about this? Because not too long ago, you they got a little spat with Universal, but when Universal released Trolls World Tour, for whatever reason, one of my favorite stories of the summer, because <laughs> we keep going back to it. Um and was like, Universal movies are banned. Well, then they kissed and made up eventually. So people are like, hey, AMC, what do you think of this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're they're going to be our first movie back. So apparently in a recent interview, the uh, CEO, AMC Theater's CEO, Adam Aaron, had said about Disney going streaming with it, quote, just like AMC is under duress, Disney's under pressure too. And at some point, They've got to monetize their movie product, end quote. Much nicer. Much, much nicer. Um, so I think he realized, like, yeah. Well, plus, okay, 
Universal's big. Disney owns everything. You don't take a crap on Disney. So yeah. basically, it's like, oh, it's Disney. He should have just been like, it's Disney. What do you want me to say? There's nothing I could say. Right. They own me. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. They own my children. <laughs> um, can I real quick respond you can't. to that? Yeah, of course. Okay, he says two things. First is, drive-in cost me 30 bucks for my family of four to see New Mutants last week. Take a oh, interesting. My parents, which I just re- I just mentioned. Lock your kids in the trunk until you get in, and then and then let them out after you paid. Um, that'll save you a little bit of money. The second one is uh, mosquitoes. That's why you got to go on a like slightly rainy night, and then you you just keep the windows rolled up so there's just that little bit of breeze and the sound. And it's like the perfect, there's no bugs. It's like a perfect environment. But if it stops raining, then the bugs come out in full force. Because then it gets all humid and nasty. Or you, you you turn the car on, pump up the AC and be like, kids, go down and play at the playground. If they have one at the front. That's the other option. So, and also interesting in this article further later, further on, it says, um, this is from cinemablend.com, by the way. Adam Aaron suggests, expects this kind of model we become the industry standard in the future and suggested that disney would adopt a similar model going forward he gets it that's what we've been saying that's been my whole argument about like when he got so upset and it's like i get it it's his livelihood you know i'm like well he's gonna be fine he's the ceo of like the world's largest theater chain but it's his business so i get getting upset but also you've got to recognize where the industry is going and it's been going this way for a long time Right. And And there's no coming back now. Like now that we've let this genie out of the bottle, it's there. And and, you know, of all the things COVID has done, this is one of the least really concerning ones. But it's forced. You know, COVID really forced the situation on them. It's picked up that timetable. It sped up that timetable quite a bit. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we got there eventually. We're just going to get there way faster now. I think the same, I, I want to argue that the same has happened with healthcare. I'm not healthcare, excuse me, childcare, education, whatever. I oh, think that right, we, right. I think that we were destined to go um, virtual anyway. And this has just sped up the process. Right. Well, since we're kind of on the topic anyway, let's continue talking about COVID for half a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the, the news that broke earlier today that the, or maybe it was yesterday. But I think it was today. Uh, the Batman production has halted on the Batman, the movie. Mm-hmm. The Batman, the movie. The one with the sparkly vampire. The sparkly emo vamp. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, according to Vanity Fair, they say a source says that Robert Pattinson. Oh, and also that it was halted because there was a COVID case. And Vanity Fair claims that they heard Robert Pattinson is the one with COVID. Mm. Um, so vanityfair.com says Robert Pattinson, Pattinson is said to have tested positive for the coronavirus, mm-hmm. causing filming of the Batman to be halted just days after the superhero drama res- resumed work at studios outside of London. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this is a dangerous disease or something. <laughs> it's a weird, weird. Who knew? You mean like the entire world? Right. Yeah. Um, there's not, I mean, you know, that's, that's. Th- 
and this is according to some source. So I don't know that this has been 100% confirmed. Um, yeah, they should have named it something scarier than COVID. They should have named it like Death Pox 4000. And then people maybe were listening. Genital Twister, Death Pox, <laughs> Black Plague. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Just get people real scared about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like that? Yo, oh, you'll wear a mask now. now. Right. <laughs> you'll wear a mask now. <laughs> we call it genital twister. You'll wear a mask. <sighs> oh, I, I'm let's see. Maddie D said this is touching back on the previous story. AMC should set up kiosks in Walgreens and sell popcorn and overpriced candy for people that decide to stay home right next to the red boxes. Yeah. Red boxes are still a thing. I mean, red boxes there. that's a thing that's really hung on longer than i expected because it's like I'm, gambling you'd be like i wonder if this disc will work when i get it home right right yeah but honestly that's kind of how netflix netflix was in the beginning yeah, to my, in my opinion true. i was like oh red box is just trying to be netflix only you know more convenient <laughs> or something than <laughs> netflix which literally sends it to your house well yeah but then you have no to, like, no i know i know, you know yeah, I don't have to wait for anything to get mailed to me. I can just be like, drop it now, Biot. <laughs> nice self censorship. I don't even have to necessarily bleep that. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's not much more to that Batman story. Um, moving right along. Oh, here's one. Here's a fun one. It's not an important story at all, but I like it. Mike Flanagan's dream project is to adapt mm -hmm. Stephen King's The Dark Tower. So Mike Flanagan, we talk about him all the time. I love Mike Flanagan. He has a hard on for Stephen King, and oh. I really he wish he would move on. But Dark Tower, you know, is is you know a decent project to and still needs to be done well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of okay. So he's he's filmed adaptations of two Stephen King stories, Gerald's Game and Doctor Sleep. He's also turned adaptations of other stories into Stephen King stories, i.e., uh, what Haunting of Hill House is that the name of it? Oh. It's very much felt like a Stephen King take on that story. Um, it's he's obviously super influenced by and inspired by. Plus, he's a big. I don't know if he wants to do other kinds of movies, but he's obviously likes doing horror movies. He's really good at it. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that Stephen, like Stephen King, is uh, talking about icons of horror. So I get it. Um, the Dark Tower, yeah, and that's another thing. Like the Dark Tower is something that's been tried a couple times, and it it just it usually just falls flat. And then we finally got a movie with Idris Elba and M Matthew McConaughey, and it was garbage. It was so bad. Before I get to this quote from Mike Flanagan, I got it. Paul Paul says, "I demand a good Langoliers." <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if anyone should even try that one again. No but. flying meatballs. Yeah, man, the Langoliers. <laughs> Dude, I I watched that freaking thing when it aired back in the day on TV. The concept is actually really creepy and scary until you see them and you're like, "Oh, this is well, dumb." But that's <laughs> That's just Stephen King in a nutshell though, because yeah. you know what? The stand was one of the like most horrifying things I had ever read. Oh yeah. Until the end, which is <laughs> that's Stephen King for you. He's like, this is gonna be amazing. And then I'm gonna take a crap right here and expect you to like it. That's a common complaint is that he doesn't he 
never sticks the landing. He doesn't. I, I mean, I, I get it. That stuff's not, it's not easy, but no. Uh, Maddie D, but would Mike Flanagan adapt Killer Lamp? <laughs> you know, he would. The reason that I decided I should never be a writer is because of, because of Stephen King. And I would write stories. And at the end, at the end of the were inspired to do a thing because of Stephen King, and you're like, no. I would, I would write these stories, and they would be pretty good. But then I get to the end, and I'm like, I don't want to Stephen King this. Everyone dies. Everyone in the world, every single time. You would, you would George R. R. Martin that thing. Yes, I'm like so, every single person is dead. <laughs> every story, every story. So it's just like, listen, you know how this book's going to end. It's how yeah. I end all my books. It's about uh -huh. the journey. Yeah, I, I think that's I, what Game of Thrones is really going. Is that the real thing? There is like, oh, you know what? If I'm not careful, I'm going to Stephen King this thing. I better Red Wedding this thing instead. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, even look at uh, one of the few non-Mike Flanagan. I felt good Stephen King movies based on a Stephen King story. Uh, the Fog. Yeah, they yeah. changed the end. They red wedding. Right, that, right. They red wedding that, and it didn't need oh to. Oh my be. god, that was so yeah. brutal too. Yeah, he even it. said, "I wish that was my ending." It's, he yeah. even said, "Like that's a better ending." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was rare, and it, I was so mad at that movie. I was so, I was, I to this day, I am angry at that movie. So go watch it because if it makes me angry for thirty or twenty or thirty years or whatever, how long I've been angry at that movie. It's got to be something decent. Dang, huh? How old is that movie? Which movie? It's not that old. <laughs> the Fog? It's not that. It's because oh, it's, it's going to be surprisingly old, though. The Mist. The, the Mist. Right. That's what I mean. The Mist. And that's, that's why I see it because I'm always like, like ten years ago when when South Park came out, and he's like, that was like almost thirty years ago, and I'm like, okay. Um, oh yeah, we were just talking about this the other day. No, I meant the Mist. I said the Fog. I the I know what you meant though. Yeah. The that, Fog. The original Fog is good. The John Carpenter Fog. Original. The remake of The Fog is almost is one of the few remakes that truly is almost so bad it almost ruined the original. Right. Ooh. It's Ooh. real bad. It's so bad. Um, but The Mist is way more modern and way more hardcore. The Mist is what I meant. And it's good. Uh, okay, so... Yeah! Sorry, real quick. Paul, you're correct. Stephen King is the original M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. John Shyamalan. That, that feels super like we've talked some trash on M. Night, but it, just, <laughs> it really is going to be comment only like that. Feels <laughs> feels wrong. <laughs> but no, he he is like he can't stick the ending. Yeah. Um. So, Mike <laughs> Mike Sorry. Flanagan. The mist is a, a haze to me. No more rating oh. calls, comments. I'm sorry, it's a good one. <laughs> they're, they're derailing us. <laughs> Paul, some of them are good. Okay, some of the comments are gold. Okay. <laughs> I'm not yelling at you, Paul. It's not your fault. I'm trying to get this day up story out. Um, <laughs> Mike Flanagan had said, "Where did he say this?" He said this during the recent Fantasia International Film Festival, uh, which is for via Sci-Fi sci Wire. I'm reading this from comingsoon.net. Uh, have I properly quoted all my sources yet? Quote. I think so. I've got the answer that most Stephen King fans are going to have, Flanagan said, when asked what he, what, you know, his dream project. The Dark Tower is forever going to be the story I wish I could tell. That would be the holy grail. I mean, talk about an adaptation challenge. So many very talented people have poured so much time and heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears trying to crack that. End quote. 
It's like, it's possible. I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like Dune. Dune is another one that everybody is like, I want to do it. And then like one or two people actually, actually ever do it. Dune, Dune would be, and I, I don't, I actually honestly have not read the Dark Towers, but that's because I kind of gave up well, on Stephen King. a lot of books, yeah. I gave up on Stephen King before that, which is sad to say, but it's true. Like I read, his short story books are fantastic. I read a couple of his not short story books and I was like, you're not writing porn anymore, first of all. Um, second of all, come up with something scary, you know? And <laughs> don't make us all scared and then end up with something like a lamp. Yes, exactly. Like a lamp. So, you know, that's my, my whole beef for that. So I gave up before the dark towers and I know people love it. And I kind of sometimes think I should read it, but I haven't. That being said though, you know, some things aren't made to be a movie. I mean, some things aren't made to be made. In well, the or in the movies. Yes. Yeah. I mean, could they try animation? Maybe that often allows things to happen. Anime that you can't, cool. really, you can't really yeah. happen in live action type movies. And, and, and maybe that's, I mean, like I said, I haven't read those, but maybe that's an option that would actually work for them rather than oh, trying yeah. to shove it into a live action format. By book three, they should go anime because yeah. it goes really bonkers. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'll read another Paul comment. Even his biography is going to have a crap. <laughs> oh, no. It almost did when he got hit by a van. That would have really? been a, well, <laughs> that been that a bad, been a bad ending. ending. Oh, it's a Stephen King ending to Stephen King. <laughs> I think... Never mind. I'm not going to presume to know what Stephen King would think of that. He he went through the trial of getting hit by a van, so I'm not going to make light of it. Right. I was going to say, I would think he would approve of that sentiment, but who knows what he thinks. Okay. Next story. This is real quick because of Halloween and also Disney owns everything. Walt Disney World is finally making a big change to, to its rules for Halloween. So, um, I don't really know how to handle this other than just I'm this is from cinemablend.com and I'm going to kind of lift some of this wholesale. Sorry. Halloween has always been a popular time at Disney's theme Disney's theme parks and while this year the holiday is going to be handled a bit differently, Walt Disney World still plans to celebrate the spooky season. Um so it's getting rid of its after hours Halloween party which apparently is a thing that they usually do because of the pandemic, you know, the global pandemic. Uh so little thing but I mean, they're not closing anyway, right? It's kind of half measure if you ask me, but so they're getting rid of that. But what they're going to do instead is um, they will allow adults this is for the first time to be able to wear full costumes inside the park during normal hours, which is interesting. And this is something they don't do because horror movie waiting to happen. <laughs> it is a horror movie waiting to happen. Sure clowns. Uh, shot on vhs <laughs> well because it's because i mean that means any adult could walk in dressed as a disney character and well make disney the big place look bad make you know disney look bad but also like it's a security thing right mm-hmm. um you know how many people already like die and have weird mysterious stuff happen in disneyland that nobody ever knows about now they're gonna add this in there come on so they're going to like i'm curious as to what that means like Let's see. Since only 50 know. of you are coming, we can keep track. <laughs> that could be, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's good. 
point. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's it. That's the whole story, but it's kind of interesting. I wonder if they go like it's COVID, so in our hundred dollar tickets are gonna only be ten dollars, or if instead they're like, It's COVID, we're only giving away five tickets, they're gonna be a thousand dollars. Right, you know? right. Since we can't guarantee that you'll survive and come back. <laughs> Two thousand dollars. Sign this wafer. This wait wait. This waiver. Sign this wafer. Okay. Here's some dole whip. Maddie D says make Dark Tower as a TV series with CGI James Dean with the voice of Clint Eastwood as Roland. Yes, please do. All right. I'm gonna we got one more super fast, super fast, quick set of stories to do. This episode's going on. It's going long, but you know, it's the same length as always is. It's really not is. long. It's just a little longer. All right. Prepare yourselves. Okay. You know. It's a Snyder watch. You knew we had to There's do it. I want to put a Snyder face like right here on my wrist. Now. <laughs> it just wa watch. Okay. <laughs> be my Snyder, Snyder watch. <laughs> yeah, it's even better when you say it out loud. For a moment, I was almost worried that I wasn't going to have any like good relevant stories. Uh, I got two. Wait, wait. Relevant. Moment. Don't worry relevant. about good. I have one <laughs> relevant, but I have two stories. Okay. So, Zack <laughs> Snyder's. Sorry, what? it mentioned Snyder. It's relevant. Oh, no. Well, yeah, that's true. But it's, it's you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. First, though, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead gets a prequel film and spinoff anime series at Netflix. Netflix is like, whatever, give us all of it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, we talked a little bit about it. He's making Army of the Dead, um, which is supposed to it's set for 2021 release. It's a movie. Um and this is coming from comingsoon.net. Netflix is already starting to expand Zack Snyder's newest zombie universe as they officially commissioned the production of two new spinoff projects in form of an untitled multi-language prequel film. Oh, so the prequel will be a film and an original anime series titled Army of the Dead Las Vegas. Now, we already know that he's... Well, we talked about some type of anime series. Maybe this is an update on that because... We did a for formally did a story where Netflix had a was going to do an anime series, and he was like a producer along with somebody who works with all the time, who actually like whatever their like studio has a deal with Netflix. But uh, let's see. Snyder said in a statement, "quote I'm incredibly excited for the opportunity to partner with Netflix again." As we yeah the, yeah they've got he's got lots of deals with Netflix going on. As we expand the Army of the Dead universe. I gotta get that cinematic universe before the movie even comes out. Uh, with both, that always goes well for you, Snyder. Uh, <laughs> with both an international prequel as well as exploring the visually dynamic world of animation. That sounds like he's just, he has nothing to say about this. When you say something like that, as well as exploring the visually dynamic world of animation, you don't have anything to say. That's yeah. like you're supposed to write an essay at five, like a, a 2,000 word essay. Yeah, you're padding. <laughs> Yeah. Any word count there. You're like, I like cartoons. How can I say that in a fancy way? <laughs> it's yeah. been a great collaboration, and we are thrilled that Netflix sees this as big of an IP as we do. End quote. As big of an IP as we do. Sees this as big of an IP as we do. 
we're glad Netflix thinks this is a big international intellectual property worth investing in is basically what he's saying. Mm -hmm. So they're being like, as I do, they're, they're being fancy executive douches. Uh, Yeah. But we've been reporting on executive douches long enough. You should know what IP is. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the movie takes place in Las Vegas. I'm assuming this is the prequel. A zombie plague? No, no, this isn't the prequel. This is about Army of Army of the Dead. Yeah, it sounded like a Vegas heist in uh, zombie apocalypse. I'm very torn. I don't know. Paul says Snyder's got Jack, so I'm thinking it's going to be like a pirate. Oh, uh, Jack Sparrow. Matey. <laughs> now the question is, is it going to suck? I feel like maybe, and you know, obviously he likes zombie stuff, so maybe that's it. But uh, apparently Snyder's been working on this since 2007, trying to get it off the ground. Okay, really. He's like, so that's why Justice League sucked. The only one that generally is well received and the critics didn't hate was Dawn of the Dead. Let's go back to that. What uh, 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 army? <laughs> army of the back, Dead. Back to the well. I guess maybe 300, but like he doesn't own that property. He doesn't own Dawn of the Dead, but it's zombies. So, right. Yeah. Okay. What about Sucker Punch? What about it? I don't know. I still never watched Sucker Punch. You haven't seen Sucker Punch? Oh, it's, nah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Don't. I've don't not heard good it. things about it. No. Uh, Paul says translation. I'm happy Netflix will give me money. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sucker Punch is the most boring, awesome thing I've ever seen. God, that's so Zack Snyder. That's yeah. so Zack Snyder. That's what I that's and that's what I assumed it would be. Like I'm sure it looks amazing. It does. That's it. It's not a good movie. I'm no, assuming no, no good plot. I mean, it's just like a fever dream that looks cool. I guess it doesn't make any sense. He's great at visuals, man. Like I don't count him that. Maddie D. Yeah. Sucker Punch sucked. Maybe I maybe I haven't seen it. I think I might be confusing it with some of the things that I have seen. Ninjas, Ninja Catholic schoolgirls with oh, no. guns and every other internet thing that the Is internet likes. Aerosmith video? What? Oh, yeah. An Aerosmith video? <laughs> kind of, if they give them swords. The, the beginning of the Aerosmith. Back in, back in when music was cool, Aerosmith had a video and it had some some Catholic schoolgirls with some hockey sticks rolling around busting up some stuff okay it's so weird that you like you make yourself sound old when you're like back when music was cool you listen to melanie has and i don't know what point it happened because when we first started dating and i'm not and i'm not the reason for it this was not the case she has a very eclectic and hip sense of taste in music and she listens to all kinds of crazy stuff from all periods of time including a lot of modern stuff where i'm like what is this she's like i don't know i found it on youtube so she makes herself sound old when she's like, when music was cool, but man, she listens to some cool stuff. I listen to stuff that's going to be cool next year. Right. And then I listen to some stuff that wasn't even cool 30 years ago, but I think it's awesome. So there you go. So Paul says Sucker Punch is like Sharknado, but with ninjas, I would argue that Sharknado is at least funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder doesn't seem the type to me to like really be good at like injecting humor into things i haven't really seen it thing. haven't seen humor, it so. humor is not his thing no. not on you purpose know what, <laughs> you know what apparently is his thing 
Skateboarding. Skateboarding. Yeah. You cheated. <laughs> I did. I did cheat. But you know what comes? Here's here's a thing that you forgot. You forgotten the news. Guess what comes out tomorrow? It has to do with skateboarding. Oh, dude. You know what's so funny? I almost did forget. And I was so excited about it. Like the demo's been out for a while. I played it like three times and that's it. Like <laughs> when Randy's super into something, he'll stream every day for a month. When yeah. he decides he's done with the, with everything, with games, he just drops it. He just doesn't no. play games anymore. Tony yeah. Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remastered whatever. Yeah, it's out tomorrow and I'll have it. I'll be able to play it. Maybe I will do a stream of it finally. Can you play as uh, Zack Snyder though? No, they bought they you know what this it's a junk. I'm calling it right now. The game is ruined. Can't play Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Because what what does Zack Snyder do? He skateboards. He skateboard. Okay, so this was the second. This is why I say I had one relevant story. This is the second story. It must have been a slow news day because the article I found this in was from today. The tweet is from like a month ago. So oh, wow. <laughs> so this is the here. Here's here's a video. I'll even play it for you guys. Here's a tweet because Twitter is news. Zack Snyder skateboarding on uh, the house of, on the um, Man of Steel set. <laughs> you know, seeing him skateboard on it though. So it's, it's, that looks like that was like the, um, he said in, in the house of L. So like the Krypton, one of the Krypton sets. Yeah. Seeing him skate on it, skateboard it. It looks like it was designed to be skateboarded on. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Well, now that you, now that I see it, it's like, oh, you know what? The Superman symbol on uh, Henry Cavill's chest looks like it's made to be skateboarded on. <laughs> so Zach Zach Snyder, skateboarder. I did not I did not know this. I mean, it's a, that's a that's a decent curve there too, right? I mean, like it's a pretty tight turn there. He's got control. He he knows what he's doing. He's, this guy maybe this guy's pretty hip. He's pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Snyder watch. <laughs> <laughs> Only Come the here for the most <laughs> important pressing news. Oh, we do have one more story to talk about. I'm sorry, I forgot. Well, we have trailer. Let's let's blow through this trailer. Trailer. Well, well, I'm not going to show it though. Welcome to the Blum House. Oh yeah. Uh, they released a trailer. Jesse found this and shared it with us. And it's just yeah, it's just clips from the movies. So we did a story. We did we covered this a little while ago. But Blum House, what Amazon Prime. As a deal yeah. with Amazon Prime, basically they started their like a little imprint, Welcome to the Blumhouse, and they're gonna get you know, not their A tier bad movies, right? <laughs> they do good movies too. They're A tier movies, but you know they're gonna get it's the horror fest, eight films to die for. I finally remembered what the name of that was, where it's like a company's like, here's a bunch of like they're not necessarily bad, but they're lower budget horror movies. We're gonna rebrand them. So we could package them together, and if you like one, you might buy the other ones, and that's kind of what this is. And uh, it's the trailers just got a bunch of clips from them. Some of them look pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you can't really get a not too yeah. bad. Looks Granted, good. it's a trailer, and they did it well. So right, yeah. and it's a trailer for like five movies. Right, so, right. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows how much of each movie we actually saw there? Right. Right. That was my that was my only complaint with the commercial, the like the trailer, was I'm like. I saw this and I was like, that looks like a really good movie. And then they said it's like four movies. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. looks good at least, you know, yeah, but right. you know, which one? and I mean, I probably could figure it out, but so that was my main complaint. But then again, that now that I think about it and you guys have been talking about it, some of my favorite stuff 
honestly, is um, what are they called? Where they have a bunch of movies in one. Oh, anthologies. Anthologies, yeah. Some of my favorite movies are anthologies, and this feels like a really long anthology, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it's four movies that are movie length, but they're kind of similar, and it wouldn't be a bad idea to watch them around the same time either. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, they're all standalone, but I'm guessing, yeah, they're. it is smart in that it's packaged... Again, there's going to be standalone movies, but they're packaging them together under this brand to where it is like an anthology where it's like, well, if you like this, keep watching. It's a sense in the same vein, or at least you kind of know what to expect in terms of yeah. like a curated movie. experience. Right. Matt D. I don't know if this is based on anything, but yes, any of them Manos, the hands of fate. I'm going to say <laughs> no. I didn't see that one in there. No, they're all original. Unless somebody was going to remake it, which is a weird choice, but sure. I love I love that this is the first, I think this is the first message he's done tonight that's all caps. He's <laughs> really excited about it. Yeah. Oh, also, Paul pointed out that this was the first Snyder watch where we actually watched Snyder. That's true. Yeah, we did. We watched the skateboard. Um, yeah. I will say, like, so this is just a hype piece. It's just a commercial. You know, it's a preview. It's like, hey, this is a thing that exists. World, come check it out. Amazon yeah. Prime. Mm-hmm. Um. But that said, like the clips that I saw, mm-hmm. of course, it's hard to tell with digital. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like back in the day where you could see something and be like, oh, that looks cheap. It didn't look cheap. The little clips I saw, they looked fine. The production was looked OK. So, you know, it's a good sign. And cheap doesn't necessarily even mean bad. I mean, a lot of times it does, but not always. Yeah, not necessarily. Um, But I uh, Aunt blood last night. So, you murder know. party. <laughs> yeah. Hey, murder party. Murder I'm saying it was cheap, but it was good. It's not bad. You're right. You're right. Man, what was that? I wish we could remember that one that was like a VHS tape that was actually a really good movie. And it was like, not only like like good, it was like really thoughtful and like... Yeah, that's the one I was... Re- and, and, and like made you ponder existence, which you don't expect that from any movie, especially one recorded on VHS. But it was really good. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. It yeah. was, yeah, shot on VHS. And it was something about Serial Killer where most of the movie was so, like, it seemed so stereotypical to where we were, it was like, it wasn't great. Like, it was a pretty well made for just an obvious no-budget VHS movie. Uh-huh. But, like, the story was like, oh, until there's a twist. And mm-hmm. then you're like, that changes everything. everything. And it's it like, it makes suddenly it so profound. You yeah, know? suddenly what was like the super like run-of-the-mill, bland, uh, serial killer movie turned mm. into like something super deep. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Oh, God. I know. We need to. I need to figure out. I'll track that. I don't have no idea how we're going to track that down. I'll figure out what that was and see if the writer at least went on to do anything. Because yeah, that's got to be like the best shot on VHS movie that ever was. It, it reminds me also of Mike Flanagan, but when we originally discovered him or whatever, it was some crappy, like cheap looking Netflix show that Randy made fun of me for watching because of the wine drinking ladies. He's like, oh, oh, it wasn't. That wasn't even Netflix. Yeah, it um, was Netflix. It was Netflix. It was the it was the goat, the Billy Goat Scruff type thing. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you're talking about. But like that was that was, I think, his first feature. Yeah, it was. And he kickstarted it. It was a Kickstarter funded thing because he'd done a short. Um, and yeah, well, you were watching it one day randomly and I come home from work on lunch or something. And it, uh, there's a scene where it's just like women. OK, I'm going to make myself sound real bad. I'm sorry for I'm not sorry, I guess. I'm sorry to me for exposing myself. 
but <laughs> the scene's just like two women sitting there drinking and i'm like oh women drinking wine movie what are you watching you know <laughs> it's really good you should watch it uh-huh i'm sure it's great no i'm not gonna watch this woman movie it's just some chicks oh, no. sitting around drinking <laughs> wine <laughs> i was just making fun of her you know i was just being a jerk and uh eventually she's like i don't <laughs> she even said she's like you have to watch this movie i don't want you to think it's just some like women drinking wine movie it's so much better than that it would make me sad if that's all you thought of it or something like that and so we watched it and yeah it's a great horror movie <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> he also did oculus um which i i don't think gets a lot of attention but is there's a doctor who connection it has a any pond yeah. um that's a really good movie it's got a bat downer ending and horror movies mainstream don't do well if they have movies just don't do well if they have yeah. downer endings his first two one is that oculus and the first one both did have downer endings so but right because he makes good horror movies, and he's yeah, like, that's, that's how you do a good horror movie. That is how you do a good horror movie. I ain't yes. Stephen King in this stuff till I'm <laughs> bigger in my career. Everyone dies. <laughs> Red Wedding. Yep. Okay. Showgirls, Maddie D says, showgirls made me ponder my the existence of life and made me think really deep. Well, at least ponder why I rented this movie and wanted my two hours back. Well, I think that showgirls should make every man ponder their existence. I've never watched the whole thing. Really? I mean, it's supposed to be like fun be because it's so bad. Oh no, it's not. It's really bad. It's bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. It makes me it Paul makes Verhoeven, me though. Like, that good. what's his name? What's his name from uh Twin Peaks? Yeah. Kyle uh, it, it, it eludes me right now, but yeah. yeah. That man. It's like he should have just disappeared in the 80s because of that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's it harsh of me but i'm like oh no no just just stay irrelevant kyle mclaughlin rather than doing this you should have just stayed irrelevant <laughs> that's how bad it was okay Woo. it's got a cult status <laughs> and he he's good he somehow manages to find his way into stuff with cult status yeah that's true that's true paul everyone died in brightburn mm -hmm. yeah but we don't have to get there we don't have to get into it Brightburn's not terrible, okay? It's not, but it could have been so much better. That's squandered. Yeah. Squandered potential. Um, now I can't do that for my creepy kid movie. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> oh, you that there could have been okay. my creepy kid movie. So let's reiterate that again. Next week, maybe I'll promote, do some promotion. Next week, <laughs> I did no promotion this week. I'll find my, I'll find the children of the corn. Um, thing that i drew as a child because i was like this is awesome they kill all the adults I'll, tell. Find, I'll find that for you to scan and then you can uh use that as background i like that yeah i like that and yeah and we do I'm, a little show and tell. I'm not gonna do children of the corn but i'm just gonna say it inspired me as a child okay so next week's horror theme is children creepy children creepy kids they can either be the villains or just a horror movie with creepy kids. Yeah, but they have to be creepy either way. Even if they're not the main bad guy, you have to think they are for a little bit. Right. Like if they're if there's just a kid in there, but they're not creepy. Mm -hmm. No, but <laughs> we, will, creepy. we will accept things like the ring or I would accept like a pet cemetery, even though that's not creepy. The creepiest part of that movie was Gage. So I mean. Yeah, the horror movie itself doesn't have to be creepy because there's a lot of 
Camp Blood was not creepy. <laughs> okay, so like it, it just has to be a horror thing. Yeah. All right. Hey, Melanie. Yes, sir. What should we be amazed about? We should be amazed about a NASA-funded scientist that claims new thrusters that he invented could approach the speed of light. Um, he works for California State University. Um, and his name is Jim, Jim Woodward. His idea is that they would have um, these tiny crystals that vibrate tens of thousands of times per second per second when an electrical current is supplied. The idea is that they would have like a um, internal nuclear uh, power facility that would provide the electricity, but then those crystal, the crystals and their friction basically, or their movement, I suppose um, the kinetic energy would be what would thrust the, um, the ship. And it's, they've actually been working on this for a while, but they made a model of it that they were like, they used it and they were like surprised how fast it actually went. They were like, whoa, this is, this is like something that we could actually apply to the real world and it would do some good. It's not just like something we, that is like, you know, a hypothetical, they made it, it works, it works way better than they thought. And they were like, yeah, this could, this could do it, you know? Um, so that's really exciting because I am in, I believe pretty firmly that humans are kind of crap and we're going to destroy the planet. And our only chance to survive is finding a planet that's, you know, not dead yet that we could live on and i'm assuming exploit and kill also but whatever you know find another planet still right now that's really not feasible because it would take generations to get to the like the next habitable planet unless we terraform mars and stuff but that still that would that would take generations also so my, my point being if we wanted the human species to survive we're probably going to have to travel through space and this if it, it if it works out the way that it seems to have been working out in their trials um, is the closest thing we have to a feasible way to do that. And that's super exciting to me because I mean, I, I've always liked sci-fi no matter what, but my biggest like hard on for science is uh, pioneering a new planet. That That's like my bread and butter. I'm like, Oh, that would be so amazing. Like going to a new planet, finding like dangers, which, you know, scary, but that's part of the fun, you danger, know, danger, Will Robinson. Poss possibly, you know, other species that we never knew existed that could be intelligent. And even if they're not, they're still other species, which is amazing. I know it's, but if they're cute, you know, it could be like nibblers, which is like cute and intelligent. So, you know, space travel, actual like space exploration depends on us finding a better way to travel through space. And this is that next step possibly. I I have two I have two comments on it. First yeah. off, what's with this crystal technology? It's so weird to me. Yeah, time crystals. Now we got dilithium crystals, basically. Yeah, <laughs> my 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 other comment is I see this story and your previous story combining. They're gonna combine the time crystals with this crystal technology and time travel at the speed of light. I don't know. Something crazy is gonna happen. There it is. Oh my goodness, Randy, you're a genius. I'm going to go tell the scientific community and they're going to follow you. <laughs> so, but the main thing is like, I've never understood like some early radio or, or you could like back in the day, you could buy a little, like little radio kits mm -hmm. that used quartz crystals and stuff, mm -hmm. or yeah. you can use quartz, quartz crystals to like keep time. Like I know there's chip tunes guys that'll like 
use quartz crystals to connect equipment to Game Boys so it keeps time together. And I'm like, what is this crystal technology? And now you're talking about time crystals and uh, speed of light rocket crystals. I would not expect it crystals to be where future technology goes well, it's so weird and it shouldn't be alien but it seems alien it, to me it's not alien at all in my opinion it's not really where i haven't expected it to go because i expect a lot more to happen in the quantum realm and the stuff that we really don't even understand but we know it works that's what i would expect the future to be but it's not really so much i mean partially but part of it is crystals are predictable you know like we they they form in different ways, but we we know like we know this is going to turn into this kind of crystal because that's what it always does, and it always will, forever. We're using so, rocks so for technology. Make, making crystals switch into their different lattices is an easy, predictable pattern we can create or recreate to make it do things we want it to do. So all the new age woo woo crystal women are right. Uh, in a in a form, I mean. <laughs> You don't want to commit to that in, at all. In a sense. I mean, they blew it into the extreme, but I mean, crystals it's have their tapping into the wavelength. It's not even so much the crystal; it's it is the crystal, but it's it's the geometric patterns that they form, which happen to make crystals. You know, it's like we so, talked about, we talked about it on the show, didn't we? Hmm. Maybe we didn't. That camera they used for some of Mary Poppins that hmm. had like a crystal some type of crystal that was perfectly formed to where it would split out the the uh, different um, in the ca film camera. Maybe we didn't talk about it on here. I don't think but we did. What? I don't think we did. So we were watching this thing where they were talking about specifically this one like scene from Mary Poppins to where it was all technically green screen and it looks more imp impressive than any current green screen stuff like just the compositing the people mm. like you wouldn't have guessed it was green screen but that's because it wasn't really green screen it was two copies of the same film it was like this film split in two so it wasn't really well, okay no no it's it's the same principle as green screen though where they mm. have a background that's like a solid color mm. or whatever that they can then use to composite something else back there mm. that's what i mean by green screen mm-hmm that's the quickest way to get to a mo like a, get the concept of what's going on to people. Okay. You know. I kind of get it. You watched the video with me. <laughs> I, um, I watch it, but I mean, it was different from green screen though, because it was. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it's the same principle where they, yeah. and they use, well, they use, they make it, they, they split the colors so that they end up with the regular footage and then a Luma mat. Nobody know that doesn't work with uh, video stuff knows what a Luma mat is. So it's a Luma mat is what we're talking about. Anyway, the point was this camera is uh, one of the only cameras that could perfectly split these colors and the different frequencies to create the Luma mat versus, you know, just actually record the footage. And they use that to create like a perfect composite. And the only reason it's in Mary Poppins is because this camera happened to have a one of a kind, like perfect cr crystal. That would split, yeah. yeah, that would split the color frequencies, the light frequencies, just right, and the camera disappeared. And they yeah. don't know what happened to it. They, they filmed Mary Poppins, the camera disappeared. And there's never been one as perfect. What if they put the crystals into a lamp? Would that lamp kill people? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> and then you've got a Stephen King story. I mean, crystals, crystals kind of like 
are sort of like weird um, magnifying glasses, only, you know, multifaceted. So, yeah, I'm going to say they would. I'd say they kill several people. Paul says like a prism. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But basically, yeah, that's a, pretty much it. So my theory is the crystal in that ca camera was some type of alien crystal. But since it's Hollywood, it found its way into the camera through mob connections. <laughs> and then either the mob, the government, or the aliens needed that crystal back. Or yeah, Jim Henson, because he made the dark crystal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not easy being green. No. That's our show. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to get get a crappy uh with you melanie about the like green screen thing it's just like it's not easy being green screen crystal <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody that's our show uh i've i got maybe i'll stream tomorrow who knows who knows i'll maybe i'll stream some tony hawk over on twitch hey, do we have something coming for our patreons uh, since we, we do got one of them watching so yeah. hey by the way hey maddie d you know what everybody Maddie D's the coolest. You too could be the coolest, maybe. If you go to Grolix, if you go to patreon.com slash Grolix podcast, go find us on Patreon, okay? And uh, become a become a member uh, or a it's also subscriber. up there. It's up there on the screen. We had the top yeah. screen it says. And uh you can listen to our special Labor Day episode coming Monday. I'm oh, excited yeah. about this. Because I haven't heard it yet, and <laughs> no. you guys made it sound incredible. This was this was Melanie and Randy chug a monster and get on the radio <laughs> or on the microphone. I mean, we did uh, randomly. Re we sat down. We're like, "What should we record? Uh, what's coming up? Labor Day." And this what it was gonna just be like. Well, I'll amend this to the beginning of the regular episode that comes out on Labor Day, and then we recorded for like twenty minutes, uh -huh. and then I was like, "We can't put this out. Like, this is too." <laughs> <laughs> This is like it's too raw. It's going to Patreon. <laughs> can I can I give them the little little preview? Yeah, of course. Okay, so the preview is Labor Day. This is the day when everyone who Labor Day is supposed to support still has to work. Right. And continues on. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what it's about. It's if you want more, you're gonna have to join us on Patreon yeah. to find out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. We can't put it on the main feed. That's got to be intriguing enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I've got nothing else going on. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Remember, grogspodcast.com if you want to hear more. And, uh, you know, tell your friends. Tell, tell your mom. Your yep. Tell your dog. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, our special weekly live Grolix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grolixpodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on facebook.com slash grolixpodcast. Our dog numbers are real low. We need to get those dog lists up. <laughs> dog numbers are uh, COVID, right? 
it doesn't help that they don't own computers or mobile devices, but 